0: Hey, it's Jenny. How are you today? I really hope you're doing well. This is our new and improved podcast. We shorten the Channel Mom radio show for you so it's shorter and sweeter and you can just get this podcast in more bite-sized pieces. Remember, we are Channel Mom, the channel made for moms. This is all about you. Today's show is about technology and how to control the technology in our kids' lives to prevent those digital side effects. Man, I think we all need this as parents. I really hope it's a blessing to you. So here you go, the show. I've got a question for you. Are you concerned about all the technology? And what is doing to your kids? Do you think that your kids spend way too much time on their smartphones or their video games or their social media? I am right there with you if you feel that way. Studies show that it can harm uh, the mental health of children, lead to depression, suicidal thoughts, inhibit their physical activity, cause sleep loss, desensitize them to violence, all kinds of stuff. So we've got our counselor for moms on the show today to help you with tips. It's uh, You just need to hear this. You need to know how to set it straight for the sake of your kids' future. Jamie has seven kids. I've got two. Um, So she's got more technology in her house than I do in mine. So here's my heart, and then I want you to launch into your tips and what we're dealing with. I watch my daughter on her phone, even though we're, you know, we're a family that's got rules, but she's on her phone way too much. She lies down, and, and it's three it could be three hours later, and she's still on her phone. I think, get up, come on. And, and now she's an athlete. She does athletic stuff, but when she's on her phone, she can go five hours lying on the ground looking at her phone. It's ridiculous. And and they have discovered that it's a little more harmful to girls than boys. It reduces their physical activity, their sleep, uh, the bullying thing, because they compare, and they compete, and they're hard on each other, and, and all the things I said in the intro. They're more likely to be depressed, more likely to be suicidal, more likely to look at porn, more likely to have um, violent tendencies, just a ton of stuff Mm -hmm. that our technology does to us. So I look at my precious 16-year-old and I think, I want to save her little brain and her little heart, and and how can I do this without her hating me? Now, we did not let our kids have phones until they were 15, so we waited a long time. But then, both of them launched in. (laughs) and, And we're not as good as we should be. So talk, 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 Jamie, to the moms out there that are concerned about how much their sons play video games or how much their daughters are on Instagram or whatever it is. Can we get a hold of this and and first tell us what are the issues that we're facing? What are the real problems here that studies are confirming?
1: Right. Well, I think you touched on them, Jenny, by talking about mental health issues, the violence. Um, They say after even just one hour of use that our kids level of happiness goes down post one (laughs) hour hour and yet the average kids are on their phone in a day is like five hours yeah so five five to five to nine five i've read to as to much as seven hours. Yeah. yeah it's crazy and so you say can we get control of this I, I don't even think it's a matter of can we i think it's we must absolutely we must we must step in and become um i like to think of it not so much as a monitor but maybe a digital mentor to our kids and I think it's key because we need to help them learn to self-monitor because they're not always going to be with us and yet the effects of this can affect them for years and years to come yeah and so I think one of the first things I want to encourage us as parents and and I wish I could sit here today saying I've mastered all of this I feel like all of our kids are in a great place with technology and I don't know that we ever achieve that point, I mean, I think we have to constantly evolve and change what it is that we do because technology is constantly changing. You know, Jenny, our oldest is 23 and our youngest is four. So we have seen and experienced a lot of these technology changes on our family. Yeah. You know, when our oldest came through, kids were just starting to get those phones in high school. And so if a kid didn't have a phone, it was really not that big a deal yet. Mm. You know, now they're talking about kids in elementary school already carrying phones. I
0: see babies in checkout looking at mom's phone to entertain themselves. a right. like little one and a half year old who
1: doesn't have technology yeah, now, right? Yeah, yeah. And so I think it has caused us to to think, okay, how can we set these boundaries or these guidelines for our family early on as our kids are exposed to technology? And how can we help those boundaries grow with these technology changes? I have a question for you. Am I being
0: too alarming? too old-fashioned, too hyperbolic when I say that, that being on a smartphone too much, too often, and, and there are different kinds of figures that people come up with of what too much is, but that it, it increases our social isolation, increases our depression, increases our suicidal thoughts, uh, increases uh, violent tendencies if it happens to be video games, decreases physical activity, so it decreases physical health, decreases sleep patterns, which can really impact a teenager, um, and,
1: and it even hurts their legs. Language abilities and their Absolutely. ability to interact. And it also affects the front part of their brain, which is where the executive functionings are. That is where we remember things, where we initiate doing things, the motivation, the seeing tasks through, um, remembering. You know where I left something and where I go back to get it. Planning a long step process of a, maybe an assignment at school and getting it done in certain stages or steps. You know, these are important skills our kids yeah. need, and yet for working. phone use, right, or to yeah. keep a job. Yeah, like how are they going to so be no, in a job? I, Day. I don't think that you, um, you know, are being hyperbolic or, or being fearful. I think these are realistic things that we have to tackle. And I would encourage parents to, you know, start young and start those conversations so that our kids know this is based in my care for you. And so I think, you know, we want to lead with that understanding and the empathy of saying, I understand this feels important to you. Why is it important to you? And when we can understand why it's important to them, then I think we can follow that up with these are my concerns. Wow. So you start the conversation with acknowledging
0: why they like it so much
1: or why they Absolutely. think they like it so much. Or even why though it they, depresses or them. Or why they need it. Because truly, kids think they need, need it. it. It's not that they want it. They need well, it. Well, they'll use... I don't know
0: if this is the latest <laughs> verb. They'll use the verb that I feel disconnected yeah. or they'll talk I must about, have it. This yeah. Is, I need to be connected. My
1: life. It's my life, mom. I yeah. mean, if one of ours, um, you know, has to take a technology break because of attitude issues or responsibility issues, they will say man, I just, I don't even feel like myself. (gasps) That's sad that they're we that should connected. be able to be ourself yeah. whether or not we have a device in our hand and so you know i think it's important that you know we don't want it to be a source of contention between no. our kids we don't want it to be something that we exasperate them with because that breaks the relationship and i think that's what we need to lead with in this conversation of technology is that in our home in our family relationship is priority okay so i
0: want mamas to get ready you're about to give tips it really is time to get out a pen and paper if you want to have have this conversation. So, so Jamie's going to give us tics, tips, about how to deal with technology, how to set boundaries, how to talk to your child so that it doesn't become contentious. So you don't mm-hmm. exasperate them. The Bible asks us not to yeah. exasperate our children and we don't want to create that division. Right. So there is a way to go about this. That's healthier. Right. So, so get out your pen and paper because Jamie's going to give these fabulous tips. Your very first tip is to, to acknowledge how they feel about it. Right? So
1: let's talk about why you think you need this. Yeah. Why do you okay. need it? Why is it important to you? What does it do for you? You. And when we can understand that for them, then we can say, well, my concern is, um, you know, after you've been on the phone, you tend to be kind of crabby or unwilling yes. or you don't want to put it down. You know, those might be some very realistic things that we notice, but we're not going to say things like, you know, you never you never put your phone down or you always tune into your phone over me. We're going to avoid the always and nevers. And Good we're going yeah. to really try to approach it with my concern is or I'm concerned that and then. And we state what those things are you know I'm concerned that after you see things on social media you tend to feel less satisfied with yourself or your life or that you tend to compare more so we're going to use words that don't sound threatening but convey our sincere worry or concern about well
0: it. it's, it's a cliche it's a biblical cliche but it's the speaking the truth and love thing like just keep right. centering in on how much you love your kid as you're, you're talking about this right. um, and it's for them okay so
1: that's the number one tip what else I think that we also have to approach them with the idea that we want to assert some rules and boundaries. And a lot of times parents are kind of lost here and they say, well, I don't even know what kind of rules or boundaries are appropriate, you know? And honestly, if we listen to our kids, they make it sound like no other parent has boundaries, right? Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> so yeah. You, so you start feeling like maybe you're a little uncool or maybe you're a little out of it or maybe you're unfair. And so it's easy- Or maybe to, you're overreacting, yes, like I have so felt can that way. you start feeling less confident in your approach. But I think we need to face this with some confidence and assert ourselves a bit. And again, we've led with the empathy and understanding we've told our concern and now we're going to assert some boundaries. And I think this can be a family process. It's important that they engage or invited to be a part of that conversation. Yeah. You know, what do you think are some good guidelines in using the phone? You know, in our house, um, technology is not an alone thing. It's a together thing. And what I mean by that are two very specific things. Number one, technology doesn't happen in your bedroom with doors closed Mm -hmm. or in rooms by yourself. Well, because pornography has become a real problem for teenagers because they have so much access to it. Absolutely. So pornography is an issue. And I also think we tend to say things in quiet that maybe we wouldn't say or do or be a part of if there's a sense of accountability. And so this doing it together means in open spaces. You know, we use our phones in the family room, the living room, Um, you know, if it's not mealtime, maybe even the kitchen. But we don't do it behind closed doors in downstairs bedrooms and bathrooms because we just want that openness and that sense of accountability okay that's a great rule of all i think we we keep it as together thing because we have access to each other's passwords you know my husband has access to my technology we both have access to our kids technology you know there's that sense of accountability there's that sense of you know what what i do will be found out could be found yeah, out. Yeah. And I want to hold myself to a level of integrity. And we don't get caught up in impulsive things so easily if we know we're going to have to be held responsible the, the, later. It's interesting you should say
0: that. And, and this is, I hope this doesn't offend anybody. My son was so aware, now he's, he's about to turn 21, but, but when he was younger, he was so aware that we did have access, that we could look at any time, that he would confess <laughs> if something happened before we even looked at it. He would come right. to us, I mean, I, I hate to admit this, but girls were like this, he, they would send him, you know what I'm talking about, full frontal and things like that, they'd send it to him just without him even asking. And so he would come to me and say, Mom, a girl sent me this. I deleted it. And Yes. Yeah. And so, but because he knew that we could access it, he would confess it before the fact. Right. And I hope people aren't horrified by my family at this point, but it's, getting it's out there. Yeah. I mean,
1: kids are being propositioned to send photos. Other kids are sending them photos. You know, we're putting our head in the sand if we don't want to admit that that's already happening. Absolutely. And so we, we have to be wise to it. Okay, so we know their passwords. What else? You bet. I think that it's also important that we um, use times You know, our kids have to charge their phones in a very common area of our house. So we use our kitchen counter as the place where all devices get charged. So at night, we have a known bedtime or a time that they use them again in the morning, the wake time. And in that time, those phones or devices, be them iPods, iPhones, whatever else it might be, Androids, whatever we have to include. But all technology is charged there on the kitchen counter, not in bedrooms. Yeah, because it is inhibiting their sleep. Absolutely. And they say it's not even good for our brains to charge. Electronics in our sleeping environment. So yeah. even if you know if you explain that to your child, it's not that I don't trust you that you're going to play it in the night. It's not healthy for your brain no. to charge it in the room. No, where you to sleep. have that going through the airways. So it takes yeah. away the temptation. It takes away the fact that oh my goodness, there's alerts going off or notifications going off or oh no, the whole basketball team is sending messages and I need to know what to wear tomorrow. You yeah, know, find that's it. That's the time. thing. That actually happens. <laughs> yes, it does. And, and the other crazy thing is that she just has to see this
0: post on Insta at 1 a.m. Right. I'm like, no, you really don't. You really right. don't. But it feels so desperate to
1: them. Right. And I won't know what to wear. And I want to do. And she's trying to tell That's me right. when she's going to pick me up. And right. no, no, no. And th- those, those bedtimes and wake times for our phones are important, even for us as adults. You know, They say that the blue light from our phone hampers us from being able to sleep restfully at night or for our brains to really shut down. And so they say for the last one to two hours before a kid goes to bed, even adults, that we shouldn't be on our iPhones or other screens. no. We really need that. And, you know, uh, Jenny, we have a little one that has ADHD, and these brains are especially susceptible to how addictive these devices can become. You know, all of our brains are susceptible to that. And I think even if you and I would admit it, there is a portion of technology that can even be addictive to us. Yeah. I mean, when I'm driving down the road, I have to fight the temptation to not, you know, check the phone or oh, maybe I could just check this real fast. Yeah. But it's like this feeling that you should be able to do more than one thing at a time, and our phone makes that easy to multitask.
0: Well, and we have divided brains because of it. We've got Absolutely. a problem with attention. And I want parents to hear this. My husband and I were talking about it today because because he's an administrator at the school level, because he's been through a school shooting. He has looked at the impact of technology and video games on, on all of those things, on students, on how it's increased school shootings and mm-hmm. things like that. So I want parents to hear what it actually does to the brain. And in talking about it with my husband today, he said the studies show that it has the same impact on your brain as a drug. Mm -hmm. They can compare it and they can see it go to the same portion part of the brain that cocaine goes to. It impacts it in much the same way. And they've compared it to drugs
1: and said it's, it it impacts the child brain the same way a drug does. It's It's, addictive. It's the release of dopamine. Yeah. In fact, it's interesting, Jenny, they say that our brains function differently just when our phone is near us because it keeps (sighs) a portion of our brain on that if our phone is not in our presence, they can see the brain relax and not be on in a very different (sighs) way. Way, I mean, it's just interesting the things that they come up with. So a couple other pointers before we Do have that. to go. We say at our house, no devices at mealtime or at family time. So if we're having our family time at night, no one comes with their phone. If we're sitting at a table, nobody comes with their phone. In fact, we even like to, to say when we're eating out, you know, everybody put your your phone in the middle of the table or away in a pocket, but we don't have them out. And I we had to laugh. We sometimes make people leave them in the car. We That's won't even bring into too. the restaurant. Yeah. I had to laugh because one of our teenagers went on an outing with their sports team. And I found out later via a coach that he had made all of his friends put their phone in the middle of the table good for <laughs> him. during the team meal. Good for and him. whoever took their phone out owed, owed the rest of the team something. I don't yeah. even remember what, the, what, it, what they owed them, pushups or something, but basically put your phone in the middle of the table, dudes, and don't move it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I, you know, we can teach them good habits that they will use when they're not with us. How about reminders? Because I sometimes see that my daughter and I laugh and we're hysterical
0: and we dance when we're not using our phones. How about just reminding them, like, hey, see what a great
1: time we had when we weren't on our devices? Right. You know, I think that is important. And I know, Jenny, sometimes I'm even convicted of this as a mom. I need to set my phone down. Yeah, amen. You know, I, I, I was so embarrassed yesterday. Of course, things like this always happen right before you speak on the talk So, of (laughs) course, yesterday I'm watching my little one play in the middle of the floor. And in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, you know, I'm going to sit down here on the floor and and do my email on my phone so I could be near him while he plays. So I'm sitting there watching him set up his Cowboys and Indians, and he's playing away like crazy. And I said, oh, Bennett, I just love to watch you play. And as sweet as ever, he turns around and he says, and mommy, I just love to watch you on your phone. (laughs) And I was like busted. You know, here is a moment that I could have really been present and I just needed to take the time to set the emails aside for know? a few minutes. Did you know how to be sarcastic? Because that almost sounds sarcastic. No, okay, he was really so sweet. And I said, oh, honey, I'm glad you appreciate it. You know, I was trying to do work close to you, but how about if I set it down for a few yeah. minutes and let's have our battle? Oh, I am so glad we didn't have the. I'm being honest. I don't know how distracted
0: I would have been when my kids were little. They weren't around when yeah. my kids were little.
1: So I think we as parents have to be cognizant that we have to model what yeah. taking those breaks look like. You yeah. know, do we take time out in a week where maybe we have you know a couple hours on an evening where we say no phones do we have a day in the week that we just yes. say no phones we have to have that time that we set it aside and we focus on nothing else amen girl. and i think just constantly reminding ourselves to be present when we feel that tap on our shoulder when we feel the tap on our leg man set the phone down don't just look over it but set it down and be present yeah yeah but parents have to do it and I, and i as i said i'm grateful that
0: the phone the smartphone wasn't around when my babies were babies because i think i would have been too distracted i So I'm glad. Okay, two quick things. I want you to tell folks how to find you and these tips because they're going to be on your website, right, and on your blog. And then also, is there a way to keep these
1: rules in place without nagging? Oh, a contract, Jenny, that's the freebie for this blog post. I have a cell phone or screen contract and I have these some of these points that we've talked about as well as a few others that you can go through and talk about as a family as well as a place on here where the child helps come up with what are the consequences if I don't. Oh, and studies show it. that teenagers especially, if they impose a consequence on themselves, it's typically more strong than if you had imposed one. Wow. And so, so can I have that contract great, that you brought to the studio? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> And so if you go to parentingwithpersonality.com, the blog the, – well, the blog will be on um – tech use, and it will have freebies in there, one of which is this contract, as well as a resource that helps you stage different things that your child might be ready for. And what I mean by that is, say when they first get their phone, maybe they have um, different things they're ready for, like texting only family. After that, we may move to texting friends. When are they ready for social media? When can they have access to different apps? You know, I think those things need to come in stages. Stages. And I think as they build our trust, rewards them with more privileges and more freedom and so that freebie is going to be on there as well kind of a sample of how we've done those stages in our family okay they can get the contract They get those freebie tips of
0: stages at parentingwithpersonality.com parentingwithpersonality.com